Coming up on today's episode of Nerd is the New Cool, this is my boomstick. Halloween Spooktacular, next. Hey everyone, I'm Justin, and with me is my co-hostess with the mostest, John. Hey everybody. Hey man, how are you doing today? Um, I'm great. Blues are, blues are kicking ass. Uh, yeah, it was a great game to watch last night, and uh, yeah. Dodgers Good day. The Dodgers, the Dodgers, yeah, the Braves are in the World Series. Go Braves. And the Red Sox lost. <laughs> well, I don't want Houston to win either, so I'm definitely a well, Braves fan now. I'm rooting for the Braves, but again, like, we got rid of those two evil empires, and now let's worry about the third evil empire that's, that's in there. Right, right, <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So it's it's Halloween season, and uh, we thought, what a better time than to jump into and talk about two of our favorite movies that are are considered horror films. If you could see us right now, I'm, I'm doing quotation marks. Horror. Well, because I'm not into horror movies, and neither are you, right? No, I don't. I don't like them at all. As a kid, I didn't have a problem with them, but then as I got older, for some some, some kind of you know something got flipped in me, and I was like, nope, you don't like those anymore. So I don't like them. Well, I can I can tell you the two reasons why I don't I know I, I can pinpoint the exact moments I realized I do not like horror movies anymore or horror things anymore. I don't mind the gratuitous violence. I don't mind like a Kill Bill or, or blood spurting out of, of yeah, movies. Yeah, or these movies where there's gratuitous amounts of blood squirting. I don't, I don't mind that, but it's it was Event Horizon when we were in middle school, seeing yeah, that in the movie theaters. The most fucked up thing, second most fucked up thing I've ever seen. But the first thing, and I'm going to give this shout out to my Aunt Karen, who thought it was a good idea for a young grade school age Justin to watch Twin Peaks. Um, and You've talked about that before. <laughs> that Just is Twin Peaks in general. And it's not a horror show, but it's a psychological mind. And it basically has made me afraid of the dark since then. And I've just essentially like translate that now to any horror film. I don't need I don't need additional reasons to not be able to sleep at night. I can remember watching it in middle school original original it in middle school at a friend's house and then i had to walk home in the dark <laughs> passing several manholes and gutters yeah in my neighborhood and i what turned in what started as a walk turned into a slight jog and then turned into an all-out sprint i didn't live very far away so i could like i could run pretty fast home and i certainly did i was like yeah and i'm not messing with this anymore i'm gone yeah. The, I'm only, the only thing that would have been worse is if you had to walk like through a carnival or something like that. <laughs> that would have been terrible. I, I, I wouldn't have made it home. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so we've been traumatized as young men. Uh, and so as a result, our version of Halloween films, we're going to do a not really a comparison. We're just going to talk about Arm- Evil Dead 2 and Army of Darkness. Battle of the Dead. Battle of the Dead. So what two, are your first- two cult classics? Yeah, they really That's what are. These are these are cult classic films. So, what are your first memories of see, having seen either Evil Dead Two or Army of Darkness? I probably so I, I, I mean, I rewatched them this weekend. Remembered a lot more from Army of Darkness just because that's the one that I watched more. Mm-hmm. Didn't remember a lot about Evil. Like as I started getting through Evil Dead Two, it was starting to come back to me, but just it's just funny like it's not scary at all it's funny it's 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 a movie that that really kinds of they're both of them but especially evil dead 2 like they made they made the evil dead and they tried to be serious and it was not and then they made evil dead 2 and they just leaned into it Mm -hmm. they just said all right we're just gonna like we're just gonna do this and we're gonna do it all out and it's i don't know it's just one of those movies that it's just something that you can rewatch and it's still entertaining it's not scary i was laughing at a lot of things just <laughs> well, because I, it's it's so ridiculous at in some scenes and we'll get into those later but it's just yeah i remember watching these in middle school and grade school even i guess it was more middle school with i'm sure that we were in the same room together watching army army of darkness army sure. of darkness for sure yeah and, and maybe even Evil Dead too. But as you said, you can actually watch the transition Evil Dead from we're going to maybe still be a horror movie into ridiculousness. And it's about halfway. A, through. A, 
a B horror movie. <laughs> it, it's a bad. It's about. It's almost as if they were filming it, and they had to stop production for some reason. And when they came back, they had like different people involved, and we're like, "No, let's just make this ridiculous. Let's make this a scene. yeah. Let's just let's just yeah." And then Army of Darkness, like you said, really really leans into it. So let's let's get into the categories and kind of break down both Evil Dead Two and Army of Darkness. So you start with uh, the summary of Evil Dead Two. Evil Dead Two. So according to IMDb, the lone survivor of an onslaught of flesh-possessing spirits, holes up in a cabin with a group of strangers while demons continue their attack. And it came out March 13th, 1987. I kind of forgot about this movie as far as like what happens. I guess a great, good description of it, summary-wise. Except for, it's it implies that he's been there like as a survivor like before, and now movie two is now he's still there. Like, it actually all happens in the same film. It happens in the same film, and I, I think we kind of, when I was doing some research on this, we we kind of like we'll cover that in a second. As far as like, all right, let's we'll, let's hold on to people. It. People think this is like a remake of one, but it's not a remake of one. It's actually right. a separate movie. It is okay. All right, so we'll we'll table that for a second. <laughs> Army of Darkness summary again. Also, according to IMDb, a sardonic hardware store clerk is accidentally transported to 1380, where he must retrieve the Necronomicon. And battle an army of the dead so he can return home. And this came out February 19th, six years later after Evil Dead 2, 1993. So I just checked it, and March 13th, 1987 was a Friday the 13th is when this came out. Yeah, that's pretty cool. <laughs> as, as it should be. That's as it should be. Mm-hmm. All right, BS rankings. So Evil Dead 2, Rotten Tomatoes was... 89% audience. It was actually 95% critic for Evil Dead 2 and mm. 7.7 IMDb. And that, that isn't, that's actually kind of surprising. I, I would think that since it's become like a cult classic, I'm not, I, I'm, I would think that more, like the audience score is higher, right? Than the critics? Yeah, the, the critic score is higher on this than the audience score, which is, I saw that and I was like, oh, because <laughs> I, was, I was researching this, I think, before I started the movie and then I'm like, oh man, like, I don't remember it being like that. Now I'm curious. It's, well, and it's the same thing it was. There are moments where the critics, you're like, oh, they do. They do know what they're talking about. Not often, but occasionally. Not often. Army of Darkness, Rotten Tomatoes, 73%, and IMDb, 7.5. And, you know, I, I, obviously this goes to Evil Dead 2. I think that it is a, it's a better, I think it's a better all-around film. I don't know. I don't know what you think. I think Army of Darkness is a little bit more silly and goofy, and maybe more entertaining to watch. But as far as just a better, I don't know, parody of a, of a, of a horror movie, I think it does a better. Uh, true, like absolutely, because it's got. I mean, yeah, you know, Evil Dead Two has that quintessential like you're stuck in a cabin in the woods and like people are out to get you, like lots of cliches and lots of gratuitous blood use and yeah, silly I- things. Silly humor. I also think that from a critic's perspective, which we'll touch on here in a second, that some of the tricks that that Raimi is using to film this thing, I think were pretty unique for the time. Like there's a lot of single camera shots and, and, and like cameras, like I think strapped to like Bruce Campbell's face or head as he's running. Like it was, it was something mean at the time. And I think that's maybe why the critics were like, Oh, this is pretty groundbreaking, not just ridiculous, but also, you know, groundbreaking as far as like an artistic filming perspective. I don't know. Yeah, perhaps. All right. The Tarantino, speaking of Tarantino category for writing. Oh, it's written by the same people. It is. So <laughs> this is just the category. Uh, Evil Dead 2 and Army of Darkness were both written by, well, the, the Raimi's, the Sam Raimi. Sam, Sam and Ivan. Ivan Raimi, right. And so I've got to list some of these these films, though, because I didn't realize that he had been involved with all of these. We've got Evil Dead 1, Evil Dead 2, also Darkman, which is which mm-hmm. is I always forget about Darkman, about how much I actually really like that movie. It's, it's pretty well done. Army of Darkness, again, the Hudsucker Proxy. Great movie. Also wrote Xena, Warrior Princess, Spider-Man 3, and then Ash versus Evil Dead. And Ivan is pretty much involved in most of those, Darkman, Army of Darkness, Spider-Man 3, and the Ash versus Evil Dead TV show. Right. So the category for directing, the Spielberg category for directing, again, is also Sam Raimi for both films. And along with all of the Evil Deads and, and 
he also directed Quick and the Dead, which great movie. It is a great movie. Like these next three, or I guess these next two are kind of are kind of crazy. Quick and the Dead, and then For Love of the Game. Like what what a weird that that's nothing like any of the other films that he's directed up until this point. Right? No, <laughs> absolutely and, not. And then kind of also out of you know a different category entirely. He also directed Spider Man, the original Spider Man one through three, the ones with Tobey Maguire. And those are wild box office successes. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I, that's kind of, I think that, I think that people knew Sam Raimi from, you know, from Spider-Man. The, but, but, but as far as like global, like recognition, it's definitely Spider-Man. It was, it was Spider-Man. Yep. He becomes his household name now. Mm-hmm. So this last category is pretty much the last one where it's both Evil Dead and Army of Darkness. Then we get a kind of a little bit of a, of a, a split sort of uh, the Tom Hanks category for leading role and the leading role in both that's Bruce Campbell, the, 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 the king of the B, B films, right? <laughs> yes. So yes. He, plays, he plays Ash and uh, he's also in dark man, the Hudsucker proxy. I didn't know that. I, I, I didn't know that either. I mean, if you, he's in so many things, if you look at his like filmography, it's like, he's in, he's in a lot of the stuff, but it's like just little, like, well, he's in, little, for example, he's in Spider-Man. He's in Spider-Man 2 where he's like taking tickets at the at the movie theater. Yeah. He goes there like, oh, that's Bruce Campbell. Cool. <laughs> he's also in The Adventures of Briscoe County Jr. And also Ash for Steve That, that was kind of like going to be his thing, like his his season or his show to take over. And I think yeah. it lasted a couple of seasons, but I don't think it wasn't as big as, as I think they expected it to be. So Right. All right. Now we get into the other four Jacksons category. These are second secondary characters secondary characters so we've got sarah berry as annie noby and she was in chud 2 bud the chud <laughs> seriously did you put that That's on a, so it was so based on the movie poster that i saw it's a horror movie okay that was it i want to see that film just for the name of it like what the, the fuck are the chud and i want to i want to know what chud stands for because chud is c-h-u-d it's an acronym it's not like a name so i want to know what chud stands for uh dan <laughs> hicks is jake who was again also he was in dark man and he was a train passenger in spider-man 2 all right cassie wesley depava as bobby joe she was not in a lot of, i think this might have been her only movie that she was known for but she was in one life to live for a long time general hospital and days of our lives so mm-hmm. she turned into a soap queen yeah denise bixler is linda who was in crisis in the kremlin and booker booker was starring one richard grieco yeah. Yeah. uh ted ted ramey another ramey as possessed henrietta who was in creep show dead Wa- dead wax and your favorite show twin peaks mm-hmm. And Richard Domeyer as Ed Getley, who was in, he was the cameraman in Die Hard 2, and he was a football player in Team Wolf. Ah, nice reference, cameraman. <laughs> so Army of Darkness, Army of Darkness had Embeth Davids as Sheila, who is also in Schindler's List, Matilda, the girl with the dragon tattoo, and most recently Old. She's actually probably one of the most well-known of all of these actors. Marcus Gilbert yep. plays Lord Arthur who's in Rambo three and also the television show, Dr. Who. Have you seen Dr. Who? No, no Matt is a huge fan of Dr. Who. All right. I watched the first two seasons and it's, it's pretty great. But I digress. Ian Abercrombie plays the wise man who you may know him from Seinfeld. It's also plays the, our voices chancellor Palpatine in the clone wars. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. Does a great job too. I actually thought it was the original Palpatine. It's not. Richard Grove, fun fact, Richard Grove also plays Duke Henry the Red, who you may know from Point Break. So as far as category... As far as this is a no-brainer. It's, it's Army of Darkness. I, I mean... It, those, it, you, could have, you could have listed M. Beth Davids. Davids. Yeah. And that would, that would have been it. Yeah, the other or one, Ian Abercrombie. And that would have been it. Right. Those other characters are pretty obscure from Evil Dead too. So Army of Darkness has the best other four Jacksons other four Jacksons, yes. So backup singers. Uh, backup singers. So I did some research. I could really only find one that was worth noting, and that was Sam Raimi making a cameo as a medieval soldier and also as the possessed rocking chair. <laughs> he got credited for doing that. The one that's just rocking when it's yeah. when she's singing a song. 
<laughs> Somehow he got credit for doing that. And maybe he was like pulling the string or whatever. <laughs> I, I love it. Yeah. Army Darius. That was it. That's like, it. All the, all the, like, I mean, you had, you had credits for like who played the hand, mm-hmm. who played Ash's hand and like credits for other things. And I looked up those people and nothing. Yeah. Like those, it's not like you had like a, a Steve Bush, like a young so-and-so playing this obscure part who turned into something huge. It was really Sam Raimi because, well, he's the kind of guy that him and Bruce are the, basically the two that kind of blew up after this right. stuff. Yeah. And there's really not that many more people in the movie. No, there's not. It's a very small, it's a very small cast. We pretty much already like listed all of them for the most part. Yeah. So if you're looking at uh, deep cut characters from Army of Darkness, you've also got, um, well, Sam Raimi's in that as well. He plays one of the knights in the sweatshirts and sneakers. <laughs> and then we throw, we throw the other Raimi's uh, a little line here. Ted plays the cowardly warrior. And he's actually been in a couple other things that they've written and, and directed from Xena and also Spider-Man 1 through 3. And Ivan plays fake Shemp in Army of Darkness. And then finally, the one that just kind of like, oh, all of a sudden she's just there at the end. Bridget Fonda plays, plays Linda back in, back in the, the real world. No, she's at the beginning. Oh, she at the beginning. She's at the. She's at the. So when they're recapping how he got there. Oh, that's right. She plays, yeah. she plays Linda. She plays his girlfriend who like got possessed and he had to kill her and whatever. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 They recast that character as Bridget Fonda. Yeah, which is weird. Like, I, I wonder if uh, if the, the other person was busy doing is nothing. Den- is Denise <laughs> is Denise not free with all the with all this with, the, the, uh, with all the other stuff that she had going on? You know, or maybe they just in the Clement Kremlin. She couldn't take a take Bridget yeah. Fonda. Okay, well, we get we got to give this one to uh, to Army. Of it's Army of Darkness. Bridget Fonda with, with her with her very quick, quick brief cameo. Yep. So the John Williams category for music, and uh, you know both films were were by the same people. And yep. let's talk a little bit about these these people. So first of all, we've got Joseph Laduca, who I mean, there's this is so interesting, and it's not surprising, but it seems like once certain directors and writers, et cetera, have like their group of people. They just bring them along for the road. Right. I think that's the case when, especially when you start talking about these, like and even, even actors, like you see a lot of the same, like um, Christopher Nolan, he uses this, like for any project, he'll use the same people. You look at all his movies and he's got like a, gr- a select group of people that he likes to work with. But I think like based on like a lot of the research that we've done for this episode and all the other ones, you kind of notice that pattern of like, mm-hmm. if I use this guy as a set designer for one film, I'm going to use him as a set designer for like the next 20 that I make just because we get along and we see eye to eye on things and he can execute my vision very, very well. Yep. Tim Burton does this too. Even mm-hmm. Sandler does this, brings all of his, his gang around. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> so Joseph Laduca. It was pretty much in charge of the music, also in charge of music for Young Hercules, Hercules and the Legendary Journeys, Brotherhood of the Wolf, Brotherhood of the Wolf, as well as Xena, Spartacus, great show, and finally Ash versus Evil Dead. And then Danny Elfman composed the theme, March of the Dead. Danny Elfman, man, he's just got, he's in everywhere. Danny Elfman, your boy, he's everywhere. Hopping back up again. (laughs) (laughs) He's everywhere. We We can't go away from Danny Elfman. No, we can't. So let's talk about our, let's like, what are our favorite scenes? Scenes we want to nerd out on. Let's start with, uh, let's start with, with your pick, Evil Dead 2. So Evil Dead 2, um, short movie. So not a lot of, like, and a lot of stuff just kind of, and it flows pretty well. Uh, the first one that really stuck out was like the Linda fight. And it was not really a scene. It was like the whole sequence of like, yeah, like the, 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 the headless body dancing in the moonlight. And then like, leans down and gets her head and then fights with ash through the window and then you know the head shows up in his lap and it bites his hand and hilarity ensues of him like banging it literally on everything that he can find and then he goes to the tool shed and and you know cuts her head off or i guess not even just sticks her in the vice and then does all that 
So no, but it is, it's that entire thing. It's opening death possession. And then it kind of wraps up with like the naked dancing Linda and then yeah, the naked dancing Linda. And then him basically slicing her head in half with a chainsaw while it's stuck in a vice. Mm-hmm. And it does the whole thing like that, that a lot of movies, like it'll switch back and forth between like, like her normal head. And then, and then Ash will be like, Oh, and then it'll switch back to the demon and he'll scream. And then it'll, it's just, yeah, that shit's fucked up. Like kind of just that cliche horror stuff yep uh ash versus his hand mm-hmm. i just put work shed <laughs> the whole work shed scene <laughs> the whole yeah just just all that and um and then he eventually again slices his hand off uh the the end fight sequence again kind of like the whole prep of like going to the work shed turning his hand into a turning his stump into a chainsaw and then going down to the basement and getting the pages and then having the big fight with grandma and then eventually killing grandma. Like she turns into something else and then he kills grandma. And then kind of the extension to that, but I, I left it separate was basically the ending of the movie and opening the portal. Yeah. Like her saying the final words opening, like that, whatever things tries to come into like the trees start attacking him inside the house and then open the portal and then he gets sucked in and then he's in the 13th century and army of darkness starts right well I, i'm gonna add one more and it, it, it's it's all in the scenes you mentioned but it's one specific one and, and it's it's when he's when he's fashioning the entire chainsaw to his stump and then it ends it ends with him like it's the, it's the whole like you know again cutting back and forth yeah and then he like has like the little like thing right there and he goes yeah. groovy <laughs> yes so that's my favorite scene what's your favorite scene it's it's the fight versus his hand it's him versus his hand just like that whole just yeah uh, it was it was ridiculous like that and him getting knocked out and his hand being awake and seeing a cleaver and like starts dragging his body to try to get to the cleaver and then he stabs it's just it's just funny i mean that's bruce campbell's best work yeah it's and it's having rewatched it I and mean, when you're watching it when you're younger and even like when you're in college or even like a couple years ago not paying attention to these things it's really silly and fun and you're like that's hilarious he's punched himself but then you like watching it like from the lens today of of or yeah, a couple days when i watched it he is just putting on an incredible like demonstration of how to be a good actor in my opinion i, th- I think he's doing some yeah. stuff in there that i don't think is su- it's not as easy as it looks to no, fight with yourself and like it's very physical and, and he sells yes, it. yes. like i think so it's, it, it think it reminds me a lot of like um of like liar liar with jim carrey of yeah. him like trying to right i'll break it off like it, it's <laughs> yeah. it's a lot like that of just a very physical you know a lot, a lot of physical acting mm-hmm. he wouldn't say anything but like screaming and like yelling at his hand but it was all physical yeah that's a pretty that's a pretty awesome scene i might change my answer to that one all right army of darkness <laughs> favorite scenes for me just the beginning the whole recap of evil dead 2 does yep. a quick like review of what what's happened and why he's here the the pit fight where he gets tossed into the pit and you know that ends, ends with the this is my boomstick this is my boomstick <laughs> uh and he's just he's just saying he's he's cur- i always laugh because he's cursing these medieval people out and they can't know what these words mean i think they even comment on that like what did he just say <laughs> like what <laughs> and it's, and that's i think it's, it's really fun when, he, when they lean into that the the whole mirror pieces that ends in the fight with badash i really really like the bad the the little the little ashes and then eventually becomes the big ash yeah it's basically the wind like when he's inside the windmill yes that whole thing yeah yeah the The saying of the wrong words just the whole the whole (laughs) with with and like yeah i would extend it just like the three books of like him getting sucked into one and then like another one flew away and it was biting his hand and then and he's, and he's then, going okay i said the right words i'm gonna go now <laughs> i'm gonna take the book now i guess uh the the whole mate and then the whole battle the whole battle scene the entirety of, of when the, the, the evil, montage the dead army is invading the castle and then the last scene is just the they're back in the s mart the s mart scene you know that he's, he's brought the evil people back with him somehow yep Somehow, because well, because he didn't say the words right. Because <laughs> he didn't say the words right. <laughs> yeah, you know, there are a lot of. I think there are a lot of. All these scenes are great for me. I think it's actually the. 
I really like the fighting with Bad Ash and the Little Ashes. That whole thing just it just cra- it just really cracked me up. I thought, I thought it was going to be super corny and stupid, and I really immensely enjoyed it. So that's that's my pick. I still did enjoy it, and while like since you picked that one, I will pick something separate, and it's the pit scene. Yeah. Just because that's and and I think it's more from like a nostalgic like personal reason. Like this is my boomstick is still something that I that that's a reference I use all the time. Right, <laughs> it doesn't even make sense. It's it's, a, it's appropriate to use. It is appropriate. I'll find a way to use it. In well, it's fun too to see the differences. Life. The difference between and it's really just the next day if you think about it. It's actually really only a few hours later the fight with grandma on evil dead too, to now he's like this expert fighter again, in this pit <laughs> in medieval times. And right. honestly, from a time perspective, it's, 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 it's probably like seven hours later, May, maybe like 24 hours later at the most. Right. Right. Because evil dead too, like that was like, you know, he, he, he was with, he was with his girlfriend and then she died whatever. And then like literally like maybe the next day, maybe another day afterwards, the, yeah. The, the other people show up and that's evil dead too. Mm-hmm. And then he gets jumped right in there. And then it's the next morning and he's in a pit. So like, we're talking about like maybe five days max between like the beginning of evil dead, like not even the beginning of evil Dead two, like the beginning of evil dead. Yeah. It's less than a week. All three. Of yeah. All this is happening in less than a week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Let's get into some, some nerd facts. Cause there's some pretty fun ones here. So you, you go first with Evil Dead 2. <clears throat> Nerd facts, Evil Dead 2. So Stephen King was such a huge fan of the Evil Dead, the original, uh, which came out in 1981, that he convinced producer Dino De Laurentiis over dinner, who was producing King's Maximum Overdrive in 1986, to have his production company, DEG, finance Evil Dead 2. Stephen King's just a freaking genius. He's, he's a smart guy. Yeah. He knows, he knows talent. Often considered to be a remake of Evil Dead 2, or of the Evil Dead, however, this is not accurate. The rights to show scenes from the original could not be obtained to recap what happened, so the beginning was remade to explain how Ash got to the cabin. Which that, see that, that's that's why it's always because, like, what what happens at the beginning of Evil Dead 2 also happened in Evil Dead, so that's why people think it's kind of a remake, but it's not. Ash's chainsaw appears to switch hands in one scene. This is because Sam Raimi decided Ash should walk the opposite way across the room in that scene, so he flipped the negative. Man, if that happened today in like a Marvel film, fucking family. Oh my god, they lose their shit. <laughs> well, like this, like the Starbucks and Game of Thrones, and yeah, it, yeah, just yeah, he would be roasted. There'd be a million Screen Rant articles. On. <laughs> this is Bruce Campbell's favorite film of the trilogy. Yeah, right. Oh, oh, I just lost it's the because, place. Honestly, it's probably because he really gets to demonstrate his acting chops. I yeah. bet he fucking loved beat him, beating himself up with his own hand. I bet he loved doing that. And he looks like he's really, I mean, he's so into it. It's great. He, he, looks, he, he looks into it. <laughs> the producers insisted on using different colors of blood to avoid an X rating. This proved futile, as the MPAA gave the film an X rating anyway. The film was ultimately, ultimately released unrated. Which, I mean, just kind of show that's probably a reason why it didn't do as well in the box office. Because it was unrated. Yeah. It's unrated, right? People didn't want to go see it. Sam, Ra- Sam Raimi's original idea for the sequel was to toss the character of Ash through a time portal to the Middle Ages. This ultimately became the plot to Army of Darkness, the third Evil Dead film. Got his way eventually. Yeah. The actors were completely blind when they had to wear the opaque contact lenses when they were playing possessed versions of their characters. The only way they knew how and where to move was through rigorous rehearsals. Yeah. That's I mean, crazy. I mean, technology has come in just things like that. You're like, I cannot believe that was like legit how they had to just perform blind. That just, yeah. It's crazy. <laughs> uh, this movie is ranked 19 in Entertainment Weekly's top 50 cult films of all time. What do you think number one is? It's probably Rocky Horror Picture Show, or Pigabowski, maybe. Could be. And this is this is this is for you. Bruce Campbell completely improvised the scene where he fights his possessed hand in the kitchen of the cabin. Sam Raimi praised his performance and used the first take for the film. First, so we got it right the first time. <laughs> well, he probably is like he just probably just kept going. He just kept beating. He's like, I, I that's I I got no more in me. 
I'm I'm literally injured. I'm injured. I, I can't I can't do anymore. <laughs> I can't do this anymore. Yeah, go Bruce Cameron. <laughs> the scene, the scene where um she swallows the eyeball was actually filmed in reverse. Okay. So when it like comes popping out of I think it's popping out of Grandma. Yeah. I don't know. I can't remember. Chris. <laughs> the sounds of evil traveling through the forest were a combination of Sam Raimi's voice and audio samples of Orson Welles, technically making this the last film he appeared in in any capacity. That's fucking cool. That's cool. Orson Welles. I've had, I've had former students tell me that I look like a young Orson Welles. Very flattered by that. Not, not an old one. Not an old one. Just a young one. The old Orson Welles we do not look like. <laughs> no. At one hour, seven minutes, and five seconds, Ash, Ash's first utterance of his signature comment, groovy. Great movie. And then the film was actually shot in a small North Carolina town of Wadesboro, which had seen a much larger film unit two years earlier when Steven Spielberg shot the color purple there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Ramey's like... Just a little bit different. Ramey's like, I just need one cabin and basically like two acres and I'm good. <laughs> That's all I need. Probably not even. Not even that, yeah. Uh, okay, Army of Darkness, some fun facts. So, uh, Raimi, speaking of him, he originally wanted to call the film The Medieval Dead, but Universal yeah. Pictures refused, and it was the Army of Darkness title was actually created by Irvin Shapiro, who was the uncredited producer of The Evil Dead and the executive producer of Evil Dead 2. He unfortunately died two years before this film was made. Came up with the title and then didn't live to see it. He also, Raimi, then after this, wanted to call, give the title Evil Dead 3, Army of Darkness, but the studio wanted the film to stand on its own, so they dropped Evil Dead 3. I don't know about that decision. I kind of like, I kind of think it would have been, would have made sense if it was called Evil Dead 3, Army of Darkness, right? I think I would have been fine with that. I think that makes sense. I think it still stands on its own. I think so, it's too. the third installment. It's like, yeah, I don't know. So okay just to make it even more confusing, in the UK, the film was yeah. released as Army of Darkness, colon, The Medieval Dead. So, Whatever. <laughs> and this is the best. This is the best name. In Japan, it was released as Captain Supermarket. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking love that. I think Captain I, S. Mark. <laughs> that, that should be the title. Let's start referring to it as, as such from now on. Start referring to Bruce Campbell as Captain Supermarket. <laughs> Captain Supermarket, yeah. <laughs> Uh, the film was infamous for having four different versions, both both or all of a U.S. The- theatrical, European directors, and U.S. TV. Each included deleted and extended scenes, as well as scenes that were re-edited in a different order, depending on what version the viewer watched. It's freaking crazy. And the one that ha- had the most restored scenes was the 90-minute U.S. TV version. All these versions have been compiled in a box set that was released both in the U.S., and Germany, if you want to watch all four versions. Oh, I need that box set, man. I would be into that. I'm, I'd be curious, like how they flip flop the scenes around. Oh yeah, I want to know. I want to know that. I want to be able to distinguish the differences between the four. Yeah, I, I, I need to curious. look into that. I was gonna say I, I've seen this so many times, but also like a lot of the scenes do kind of blend into one. I wonder if you put on, let's say the you know the UK version, would I notice the major differences? Yeah, maybe. Maybe if it's just in different order, I'm not sure. But if it was like new scenes, definitely. So Bruce Campbell said that in order to make it appear the chainsaw was always running, tobacco smoke was pumped through a tube that slid up his right pant leg, up his shirt, and into the chainsaw. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Some movie magic for you. In the original draft, Ash actually lost an eye, which I'm glad he didn't. I mean, the poor guy already lost a hand. You know, I, yeah, he doesn't need to lose an eye, too. His eye out of there, too, just seems like overkill. <laughs> uh, speaking of eyes, the actual entire sequence when Evil Ash grows out of Ash's shoulder, starting with an eye, is an homage to the Japanese-slash-American B-horror film, Manster, which came out in 1959. Interesting. A little nod to an old-school film. So during the scene when Ash is getting pelted with rocks, fake rocks were used, but... To get a more realistic reaction out of Bruce Campbell, Raimi apparently threw potatoes in there as well. <laughs> and uh, that cut was used. <laughs> and he's going, oh, because it's heavier. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, Smart is actually a chain of grocery stores in Mexico. Love it. The first Dead Eyed Ash fights in the pit 
was known as the pit bitch cast and crew so that that lady down there is the, is the pit bitch <laughs> so uh at 5607 one of the army of darkness shouts cry havoc and let loose the dogs of war and if you don't know what that is or it sounds familiar it is a paraphrase of the lines spoken by mark antony in act three scene one line 237 of shakespeare's julius Seaver, which is the line is actually cry havoc and let slip the dogs of war so pretty close Yep, and got to wrap this facts up with my boy again with Elfman. He actually, besides having composed the March of the Dead, he also married Bridget Fonda in two thousand three. He can't. I mean, can he? He can't do wrong. He cannot do wrong. He's everywhere. He is a talented, talented person. He's a talented man. (laughs) Yeah. All right. The the, uh, next category. Here we go. The Heath Ledger Award for Scene Stealing. So I had I, I had a few. I, I obviously I had Bruce Campbell's hand. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, Linda's head. Mm-hmm. And also <laughs> possessed Bruce. Yeah, that that was like one of the freaky is not the right word, but I was like, oh, like possessed that, Bruce was kind of creepy. That tripped me out a little bit. I did not. Yeah. I, did not I did not care for for uh, possessed Bruce. I don't remember. I didn't remember that happening twice. <laughs> No, or like, and he, and it, and for him, like, he was possessed for a long time. Like for the, like some of the other characters, it was, it was relatively short, and yeah, he had to, like, he had to wear those opaque contacts for a long time. You know who remind me of the screen time? He looked like Tarantino from Dustin. Oh yeah, didn't he? (laughs) Yes, he did. Big old long, (laughs) weird looking fucking head. Yep, not, not the biggest fan. Uh, so I. For how much I've talked about it, I got to go with his hand. Yep, it's his hand. Okay, all right. (laughs) It's Bruce Campbell's hand. You know, I mean, listen, there are some films where hands make, well, you know what? We're going to, we'll save that. We'll save that. The, uh, the, the, the scene stealing for Army of Darkness, I only put down Evil Ash. Do you have any more? He's just, uh, Evil Ash is so good. Like he, he steals the Mm -hmm. scene when he's like, I know he's not technically on screen with, with actual Ash. But I, I love I love everything Evil Ash is doing. He's going, oh well, yeah, because I, oh. <laughs> I mean, especially when you like when you combine him with like all the little Evil Ashes, yeah, like all those little bastards like doing what they were doing in the those little bastards, those little bastards. Yeah. So yeah, Evil that's that's the really the only answer. Like you could you could list some other people like Sheila and nah. and maybe <laughs> Henry the Red, but like no. And to be fair, like the answer actually to both of these is Bruce Campbell, but we kind of we've taken Bruce Campbell out of the running for this, <laughs> right? Yeah, okay. But it's, it's a different aspect of Bruce. It's not I, like Bruce I wanted to make sure. Out. I wanted to make sure no one listening is going. What do you mean Bruce Campbell steals a scene? Well, yes, because he's in every scene, and he is the best person on the sc- on on screen the entire for on both screen. Films. But he's out of there, so the hand gets it, and so does the evil Ash. They both. Get it. <laughs> <laughs> okay peak of the mountain so what do you got for uh i mean any cat i mean so for for honestly for both i kind of put this together into both categories what do you think are there other so evil dead there? 2 i would say it is the peak of the mountain for every single person in that boom film except for bruce okay because they aren't in anything else well so so like wait let's let's do one at a time let's do let's do bruce campbell first peak of the mountain so let me let me rattle off some uh, some dates and things for you here so evil dead one is in 81 evil dead two is in 87 dark man is in 90 and then army of darkness is 93 right yep Hudsucker proxy 94 adventures of briscoe county jr 93 to 94 and then ash versus evil dead flash forward to way 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 forward 15 18 so if it's not what do you which which what do you think it is I think it's not this. I think it's Army of Darkness. I think it's that ninety three, ninety four time frame. Yeah, is when he was at his his first peak. I think he's in the middle of his second peak, but his because Ash versus Evil Dead came back. But I think his first peak was not this one. It was Army of Darkness. It was six years later. Yeah, I agree. I think Army of Darkness gets him Briscoe County Jr. and gets mm-hmm. him Sucker Proxy. And then because yep. of the failures of those, he didn't necessarily get launched into the next category of, of acting, unfortunately. But he embraced his role. He embraced his place. Yeah. 
and and thank God he did because he is freaking fantastic. And he's uh, awesome in this movie, yeah, for sure. Um, okay, so the next one I've got is is Sam Raimi. No, so, yeah, you're saying no. I, I think that's, that's a pretty good good uh, good argument for no, but also maybe yes. Let me let me give you some dates again. Evil Dead Two again is these are similar to Campbell, obviously. Evil Dead Two eighty seven, Darkman ninety, Army Darkness ninety three, Quick and the Dead is in ninety five. For Love of the Game is 99, and then Spider-Man is in 2002. Spider-Man. You think so? The first one. Not the, not the second two. The, I mean, two was meh, three was better, but the first one was yeah, the peak. Mm-hmm. Okay, all right, fair enough. All right, here's another peak. Uh, uh, hands, possessed hands, or just hands by themselves. <laughs> I've only got when three. Did- I've only got three. Well, actually, technically three and a half slash four. So we've got this film, obviously, um, or Evil Dead Two, I should say. We've got um, uh, fan, or, um, Adam's, Adam's family, family, Adam's Family Values, and then what was that weird ass movie with? Uh, oh, Idle Hands. <laughs> Idle, Idle. I think it's Values because Thing plays a much more prevalent role in Values than he does in uh, the the original Adam's Family. Yeah, and we could just say Adam's family. I think if you say Adam's family, everyone knows, you know, thing. Thing. I got one more for you, and this is Evil Books. Is this the peak? I'll give you. I'll give you a couple, and uh, if you can think uh, of any more. So I've got Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets. That's a pretty evil book. The Ninth Gate. He's basically. That's actually. I think that is actually also the Necronomicon. I think it's the same book. I believe. Mm-hmm. And then also, kind of a bad book, Beetlejuice. The handbook for the recently deceased. <laughs> it causes some and, and the mummy. Oh which is another which is the book of the dead, the book of Amun Ra and the the mummy, the book of the dead. You know what? I think I think that dark horse just coming up with it right there. I'm going mummy. I think mummy. I think so too. And that's in it's like all the, about a book. That's in the late nineties. Uh the original. Mummy yeah, out. I think so. I'm saying I'm saying ninety seven. 99. Damn it, I almost said 99. Idiot. Go with your first gut. Okay. And Mummy Returns was 2001. Okay. All right, let's go. I think The Mummy. That's, I think 99. Yeah, and I, I, you know, I, I'm I, sure I, there are a lot of more movies with bad books in them, but those are yeah. the only ones that we can think of right now. Yeah, there are, for sure. <laughs> okay. All right. Next category A Star is Born. So, what changes would need to be made to either of these to, uh, to be produced today and, and I, I honestly like i was this is what this category i had so much trouble with i was like racking my brain i'm like what would i make better and, and the first thing i was like well you do better cgi well, okay first of all we make sure like they can see through their lenses but other than yeah, that, you, probably, you have better you have better effects okay sure. but also maybe not better effects because i think that's right. what makes it so great is that it's it's not it's purposefully not like the best effects, you know. I think you'd have. I think you'd have diversity. It wouldn't just be all white people. Yeah. I. I mean, you could still have Bruce Campbell do his thing, but like you would have, you know, you'd have a little bit of color from yeah. you know the other people in the cabin and that. Yeah, a little. Um, a little bit. But no, but yeah, but I, I totally agree with you on the like. Yeah, you you have the ability to do like like really cool CGI if you want to, but that's part of the allure of the movie. I know like, I totally you agree. would mess with you would mess with it too. like you don't want to mess with it too much because then it's not what it is well and, and here's a perfect point in 2013 they tried to make it again and they made it too oh serious. and they made it a horror movie it was horror it was too they, serious and the effects were too good and it did it didn't do well at all people are like this I is know, not what I we want i didn't want it so i saw the previews for that and then i quickly like and it was clear as day what they were trying like they were trying to make it like it was almost like going back to like the first one. Yeah. Like when they, when they were like, eh, okay, maybe we're not going to like take this too seriously. Like they basically went back to the first one and said, we're going to take this really seriously and try to make this, you know, into like one of like the horror movies of today with like, yeah. you know, um, the conjuring and like the nun and like those movies of like, let's make this a super serious psychological, like I'm going to, you're not going to sleep tonight kind of movie. 
Yeah, well, yeah, and then and then when that was not successful, they said, "Well, fuck it, let's go back to the the old recipe and let's make a TV show, Ash vs. Evil Dead," and it was on for three seasons. And if you haven't seen it, what are you doing with yourself? Not just you, Lambert, but everyone in the world. I've seen, I've seen it. I've I've watched all of it, but I I started it, and then I'll have to go back to it. Well, if you like, it's over. It's only three seasons. If you like either of these, which if you you need to to see it, yeah, you're obviously listening to this. If you like those watch that show because it's fucking great it's the, it's the exact same thing it's just stretched out and they bring in lucy lawless which obviously makes it fantastic as well so yeah all right <laughs> that's myself for my sale for ash versus evil dead inner inner nerd thoughts so did we learn anything anything that you kind of thought you thought about while you were watching uh let's start with evil dead 2 um how does he control the th- I'll, I'll skip to one that had been bothering me how does he control the throttle for the chainsaw with a stump without touching his, like he's not using his other hand to control the throttle. Like how is he doing that? I don't get it. Well, I like how they describe like if it, he attaches the thing to his arm to start it. I thought yeah. that was really smart. And then, then it just revs, it just doesn't rev randomly. <laughs> and then it's just, hey, hey, I'm like, how is he doing that? Yeah. That's, that's not how chainsaws work. I actually looked it up. So I was like, well, maybe there's like a little thing on the inside that he was doing it. And I actually looked up the diagram of a chainsaw. It's like, nope, there's a throttle right there. Right. And you have to like physically squeeze it to get it to go. So yeah. that was kind of interesting. Yep. The cabin is huge, apparently. Like you see the exterior shot of the cabin and it's like this tiny thing. But then like throughout the course of the film, I'm like, how big is this place? Yeah. It's like there's whole other wings that they don't even go into. There's like 20 rooms. The basement is like... The, the basement's mean, huge. <laughs> it's the span of the entire house, which is apparently like 2,000 square feet. Yeah. So it's just... It was one of those... Yeah. Like, and you it, at first it feels small, but then they keep going into different rooms. It's like, where the hell... Like, it's where like, the hell do these other rooms come from? It, honestly, it's making me think of, like, a Loaded Weapon 1 where it's a trailer park, and then he opens the door, and it's this gigantic mansion on the inside. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> You're like, that doesn't match. <laughs> and then this is kind of the same thing, because it made me think, while I was watching Evil Dead 2, it made me think of Army of Darkness. Like, when she's bracing the door, and when Ash is bracing the door, like, when, he's, when he first gets to the windmill... Do you have to like scream uncontrollably while you're like trying to hold a door and they're just screaming their heads off like <laughs> while the evil's trying to get in? I'm like, I know it's for a fact. And I know that's what they were. They were told to do that. And it was it, it's it's <laughs> directing and acting. But I'm like, really? Like, do you have to like be sh-? and then all of a sudden it stops and then you stop screaming? Yeah, I know. Right. It was Make- the same thing. both times. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's it's a little it's a little it's it's yeah, it's totally it's totally mocking like horror films for sure. Oh, it totally is. So I kind of, I touched on this earlier about, I mean, the camera work is fucking phenomenal. Like, and it starts in Evil Dead 2 and it continues in Army Darkness. And Sam Raimi uses this later on in other films, including Spider-Man. But all of the spinning cameras, all the camera work, all the, like the mini cameras, it seemed like, like taking different perspectives from whether it's possessed, hand, like whatever. I just thought it was really awesome use of, of photography. All right, I have a question for you. This I just was just thinking about this, and I guess this this could be in a later category if we wanted to, but I'll just ask it here. Um, is Bruce Campbell good looking? I think so. Okay. All right. I'm just curious. I don't I don't know the answer to that. And I think I, he's a good looking guy. It was like there were moments in the film where I'm like, he's a good looking dude, and then like the next scene, I'd be like, but is he? Is he good looking? I'm like, no, no, he is good looking. <laughs> And then I, I think he's a good looking guy. I really went back and forth with that. Okay. All right. So we agree. He is good looking. He's a good looking guy. Okay. All right. Army Darkness. I had a couple thoughts. So, well, first of all, in both really, this is, this is a really lean movie. I mean, it does not stop. It's an hour and 20 minutes long. That's it. It, and that, yeah, that was the one thing that really, especially for, for evil dead Two, knowing that like the beginning of it is kind of like almost like, again, a recap of one because they couldn't use that. So they had to shoot it again. Like you just get dropped right into the deep end. Literally. It's like, (laughs) and here we go. Like, and we're starting. And if you don't know anything, pay attention because we'll, hopefully we'll explain it to you and you'll figure it out. But yeah, they're nonstop, but also zero to 60. And then it just goes the whole time. 
But also, we don't have to explain everything to you because who the hell cares? It's a silly fucking comedy horror movie. <laughs> right. Right. We don't we don't need to know the background of who these actual kings are and what what you know palace this is. It doesn't matter. Or, or like Evil Dead, like we don't need to know the background of the archaeologist who found the book and was yeah. Why was he researching it? Why was he looking for it? No, we don't care. Doesn't matter. Fact, just here. He was looking at he read it and then he he awakened something, and that's all you need to know. That's all you need to know. <laughs> figure it figure it out from there. <laughs> also, if you don't figure it out, it doesn't matter either way. It does matter. You'll be entertained. So this is something that really was crazy to me to think about. This actually came out one year before Terminator 2. Which when I'm thinking about like special effects, like Terminator 2 is groundbreaking. Yeah, right? It's only one year. And, and if you look at T2 versus Army of Darkness, like it is, it's, the contrast is insane, right? And you're also talking about film, two movies with vastly different budgets. But that's okay. another thing. Right. So in Army of Darkness, uh, he says something like, your shoelace is untied. Do they, do they have shoelaces in, in the medieval times? Is that a thing that you would... There was a couple things about, like, the, and the, now, that I'm... was one that I, and that was one that I caught, again, rewatching it this morning. Not, not the shoelace one, but another one. I'll wait to see if you say it, and if you don't say it, then I will. But it was like, how the hell do they know that? Like, <laughs> no, what, I don't have another one. What is it? What was the other one? It was so, when, so uh, during the final battle, He's, he's driving around like he soups up his car and he's driving around and one of the skeletons like the one in the car that's the one we want I'm like how do I see that that's a car <laughs> yeah I don't think how does he know that that's a car yeah he should not he shouldn't know what that is all it's like the one in that thing there whatever that is that's the guy we want like no he calls it a car you'd be like that, that big carriage or that you know that, that's what he would probably call that horseless carriage horseless that's the one carriage. we want <laughs> we call yeah yeah that's totally true uh yeah there are so many lines and there's another there, like the lines in here they're so corny but like that's what makes them so memorable and great like the give me some sugar baby like that is give such, some sugar baby hail to the king <laughs> that's the very end okay so the last really thought i have and, and this i actually tried to do it the night i was watching this and i was not in like i mean i was having a couple couple cocktails but i wasn't i wasn't in a high stress situation how hard would that be to remember those words not hard you really you think so no i don't want honestly like write them down right well that's why like you're, so... you're reading them like just tear like wherever you're reading i'm i'm tearing that piece of paper off and i'm just gonna take it with i'm putting my pocket take it with me so for me who, who has just shitty short-term memory and i would forget i would at least write it down like kind of right and I, I know you can't because that just eliminates all like the new conflict because then the movie's just over but right Come on, dude. Just write it down, just write it down. Or, or memorize it. Um, right. There's really no excuse for that. So, all right. Also, like, good. How would it, like, and, and again, it's it's actually referenced in another movie that I watched recently, High Fidelity, mm-hmm. uh, where they're talking about, yeah, we had that conversation about the guy breaking Beretta shotgun ammo in the 13th century. Like, I get that he had a chemistry book and, like, he could see, like, he could see the formula for gunpowder. Yeah. Like, how the fuck does he know? Like, yeah, this thing is potassium. And this thing is this, like, how does he, they're not labeled. Right. Yeah. Like, they're and this guy, just, and this, this wizard just happens to have all the, all the ingredients. And then he just, he's able to make it that and the hand. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, like really? the motorized hand that crushes. The motorized, the- like a, a bionic hand that right. just created <laughs> in, the, in the 13th century. Yeah. Which and is basically like it's basically a hydraulic press on his hand. How yeah, the fuck did you do that? Both these things were created essentially over dinner. Like they, they were they were ready to go by that evening. Have, yeah. It's like, oh, we gotta get ready. Oh, I'm gonna use that one. All right. So just take a few hours, a montage, and now and, I gotta No and, I gotta, and for me, like I think that's maybe why like when I read like the 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 breakdown synopsis of it, it's like thirteenth century. I'm like, I actually always thought it was some some faraway land different universe whatever and that's why right like yeah a different dimension and not necessarily yes. like the same time period just earlier no that's a different dimension as far yeah. as and so I'm, I'm gonna, i think it's more plausible if it's a different dimension that's, I'm, I'm gonna keep it like that that way i can still like have that you know suspension of of disbelief it's, it's, it's the multiverse that's that's what it'll be, it'll be the, <laughs> the evil dead multiverse <laughs> yeah. uh okay so who's the nerdiest of the nerds and this, it's really kind of hard to pick one, but we should at least break down like some numbers here and awards. Right? Yeah. 
Yeah. So Evil Dead 2 had a budget of $3.5 million. It made $10.9 million worldwide. So, hey, it made money. Mm -hmm. Uh, It did not win any awards, but it was nominated for four. Academy of Science, Science Fiction, Fantasy, and Horror Films in the U.S. It was nominated for Best Horror Film, Best Makeup, and Best Special Effects. By Fantasporto, it was nominated for Best Film. And at Sipke's, the Catalonian International Film Festival, it was nominated for Best Film. I love in doing this. I just find out about all these different competitions. All I, Apparently, there are awards given by everybody. There are so many. Um, not just like the Golden Globes and the Emmys and the Academy Awards. There's a shitload <laughs> out there. Right. Army Darkness budget was eleven million and it grossed eleven million and five hundred and five thousand and one hundred and twenty-eight dollars. So it barely made its money back. Whereas even made money, but they do almost uh, over over doubled it, almost tripled it. But some awards though, the Academy of Science Fiction, Fantasy, and Horror Films, as you mentioned, was the winner for best horror film and nominee for best makeup. The Fangoria Chainsaw Awards, very fittingly named, it was the winner <laughs> of. Best Actor, Bruce Campbell. Best Supporting Actress, Emmeth Davids. Best Makeup, Tony Gardner. Best Wide Release Film and Best Soundtrack, Joseph DeLuca, Erla Duca, and Danny Elfman. Danny Elfman. And then Best Internet, or the Brussels International Festival of Fantasy Film, or also known as BIF, was the the winner. (laughs) Sam Raimi won that one as well. So this one's got a lot more awards, sort of, I guess. I don't know. These are just so super random awards. I mean, Evil Dead 2, though, is, I th- like I said, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stick by my original comment, which is I think Army Darkness is more fun. It's more rewatchable. It's a more silly movie. And it really leans into, like, the ridiculousness of a comedic horror film. But as far as, like, which one is a better made movie? And, and, and again, I think, again, back to, like, the the... The concept of it was groundbreaking, especially with some of the camera tricks that Raimi was doing. I think that's why Evil Dead maybe takes it here. Evil Dead Two. And I think Evil Dead Two is more of a horror film. Like I don't even consider Army of Darkness that. Like it says it won Best Horror Film. I don't. It's not, it's not a horror. Film. It's not a horror. It's, it's. Is it an action comedy? Yes. Is mm-hmm. would I consider that a horror film just because there's like undead things in it? No. Yeah, it's more sci-fi than anything. Right. Or, or fantasy. Fantasy. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there's not a whole lot of horror going on in there. Uh, Yeah. Okay, well, Halloween Spooktacular, Evil Dead 2, and Army of Darkness. If you haven't seen them, go see them. Yeah, and if you don't don't like horror movies and you want to watch something that's considered a horror, air quotes, horror movie on Halloween, watch these. 100%. So real quick thank yous. Uh, you know, I want or I should say a little bit of nerd outreach starting with thank yous. I am going to thank Sam Raimi for bringing these amazing films to us. Thank you, Sam. And uh, not scaring me. And honestly, like, <laughs> I was pretty traumatized by my Aunt Karen and by Event Horizon. And uh, now I'm a lot, I think after this, when this came out, I was like, okay, I can enjoy certain horror films and not just be completely, uh, you know, standoffish from them. Side note, uh, we had a conversation with my brother yesterday uh, during breakfast because we went out to breakfast as a family and we were talking, horror films came up because we were talking about this and he credits Event Horizon for the movie that ruined him on horror films as well. Oh, I and we we were in the same theater together. There was like a dozen of us that all went together. My older brother. Oh, uh, oh, I think I'm pretty, sure, I'm pretty sure Matt was there. Matt was probably there, but I'm talking about Andrew. Oh, Andrew, he, Andrew. He credits Event Horizon yeah. for him, ruining yeah. him on horror movies. That movie is fucking man. It's the movie crazy. is diabolical. Freaky. The only uh, my thing, my oh, thank you is sorry. is a happy birthday. So this the reason why we were. We were at breakfast. It was my, my niece's birthday yesterday. 13 years old. Happy birthday, Katie. Really cool. And then also happy birthday, uh, guest. They've been guest hosts and our avid listeners, Waka and Pascal. Yeah. Happy, okay. happy birthday. They all have the same birthday. Big weekend for birthdays. Big weekend for birthdays. So as always, <laughs> we love it when people connect with us. So send us any show suggestions to nerdisnewcoolpodcast at gmail.com. 
You can like or follow us on Facebook, Instagram at Nerd is the New Cool Podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Nerd is the New CO2. Um, we always love it if you can maybe tell a friend, get them to listen to our podcast as well, help us grow. And you can do that pretty much wherever podcasts are found. Also like and rate us on Apple Podcasts. And apparently you can do that now on Spotify. So throw us some. You, you can. That's where I listen to my podcasts on throw Spotify. Us, throw us some stars if you want. And lastly, we have launched our YouTube channel. And you can look basically look up Nerds New Cool Podcast or Nerds New Cool. And you'll find it all of our nerd takes and all of our nerd bites that are way more fun to watch than listen to. You can also listen to them yeah. on any podcast platform, but they're a lot more fun to watch. So check us out on the YouTube channels. Definitely. Next episode preview. Let us give thanks. So we're doing movies about food. Well, we did movies about food once. But this is more Thanksgiving. Yeah, like films that are, are, are circled around the Thanksgiving time of year. Right. So they, they, they do have probably some food in them, but we're more about Thanksgiving. The, the, my, my choice, which I won't spoil now, has, has very little to do with food, but it's definitely about, to do with It's um, definitely, it's definitely all about Thanksgiving. Time, well, time of Thanksgiving year. is in the background. So, <laughs> yes, it, it certainly applies. And if you wouldn't have chosen it, I would have. Yeah. All right. <laughs> perfect. Until then, we will see you all later. Thanks for joining us. Bye, everybody. Bye-bye. <laughs>